0: excuse for spilling it? I'm like spilling it. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to Ask Chumama. <laughs> Welcome back to Ask Chumama. This is now an
1: ASMR podcast. Not. Not.
0: <laughs> woo <Woo-woo>. woo. <laughs> Psych. This is New York. <laughs> Coming at you. This is loud. <laughs> In your face. This is startling. (laughs) (laughs) you got to have tough skin. You do,
1: actually. Yeah, we were just talking about this at the Russian bathhouse because um, dad's friend was saying that I should buy noise-canceling headphones and just walk around the city with noise-canceling headphones on. Why? Because I get really overwhelmed with the sensory input from the city.
0: Hmm. I always hear from people who who don't live in the city. They're like, oh, wow, I could never, I could never live there. It would just be too much for me. I get it. But I guess if you're from here, it just doesn't bother you. It bothers me. But you're not really from here. No offense. <laughs> so you think if you're born here, then you can handle it better? To some extent, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if you're exposed to it from the time you're a little kid. Maybe. Yeah. Is it the Russian bathhouse or the Russian-Turkish bathhouse? Russian-Turkish. Is it on East 10th Street? No, this is in Wall Street. Wall Street? Yeah. I thought it was on the Lower East Side. No, this is a different place. Wait, but is it the same owner? I don't think so. Different owner. Oh, you're kidding. No. So I was never there. I was never at one in Fulton. I was only at the one on the Lower East Side. Oh, okay. I didn't realize there was a different one. Yeah, this is a different one. Oh, that's so interesting! And is it better than the one on the lower east side? Ah, uh, is it better? Well, let's start with this. Is it cleaner? Because I no, feel- <laughs> no, still grimy. So it's like that's just part of the concept. That's that's the concept of the Russian bathhouses. You can't expect it to be hygienic. Exactly.
1: Like in the the pool room, there's chipped paint on the walls and
0: the hot tub was murky. Yeah, but they actually built it that way. Like it's brand new, but they made it like that. That's what's so funny.
1: There's like a strip of LED lighting on the ceiling and I'm like,
0: I'm in heaven. Awesome.
1: (laughs) I love it though. I love things that are not perfect.
0: No, I agree. It's either all-out glamour, like make it perfect, beautiful, amazing, luxurious, expensive, or make it like this, (laughs) you know, where it's like, it feels not so much disgusting as just ethnic.
1: (laughs) It's definitely ethnic. I don't think you would like it.
0: Why? Too grungy? But I I like the one on the Lower East Side. I liked it. I don't know if you would like this. I mean, you have to wear... Um, did you have, what do you call it? Flip-flops? Yeah, they give you flip-flops. Oh, they give them to you? Yeah, you have to wear flip-flops. I mean, that's key. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the grossest part. It's just everybody's feet all over everything. I'm about to start going regularly. Do they have memberships? No,
1: just, they only have daily passes right now. But I'm trying to, like, really
0: get to know the people and... See if you can get a membership. Right. So what's the day rate? 50 50. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's expensive. I know. That's like your whole gym membership by the month. I love the
1: Russian Turkish bathhouse. It's so traditional and old-fashioned. I just I love anything that feels very authentic and very old. Also the people that go there. Yeah. They're like that too.
0: I know. That's that is the cool part actually. It's not people with perfect bodies. It's like old Russian men and women. Um, I was also seeing some model bodies, so. Oh, I mean, it's still New York, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was one Japanese couple that came in, and they had crazy tattoos. Really? Yeah, and they were speaking Japanese. Cool. Oh. The girlfriend's body was... Banging? Yeah, it was like... Anyways, I did the Russian sauna. I did the Schwitz. And then I did
0: the polar plunge. Mm -hmm. I'm scared of the polar plunge because I feel like if I do it, I might run the, I don't know, 2% risk of having a heart attack and that would be an embarrassing place to die. (laughs) Everybody watches you. To see your reaction, to see if you'll scream. I wonder what temperature it is. That is
1: what happened to me, though. Like We came out of the Russian sauna and dad's friend was egging me on to do it. And I was like, okay, I'll just do it. And then everyone watched me because yeah. they knew that it was my first time. So like, let's see how she reacts to mm-hmm. so jumping into the Arctic water. Right. And? And it was great. No heart attack. My heart was beating very <laughs> fast and, <laughs> and hard. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because it's scary. I think you, it's just putting your body in shock, basically. <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah. And, and also knowing for the second before that you jump in that that's exactly what you're going to do to it.
1: <laughs> i broke up the plaque
0: in my heart <laughs> Ugh, gross <laughs> i don't think you have any heart plaque who too, knows too young oh who knows yeah i mean unless you get a cardiogram can't know so good experience great experience can't wait to go back so it's 50 dollars, and you can stay as, as many hours as you want yeah so you The idea is if you go, you plan to spend the the day or Mm -hmm. better part of the day, yeah. Yeah, okay. If you want to go to the 10th circle of hell, go to T-Mobile and switch your service from Verizon to T-Mobile. They'll keep you there for four hours, and then they'll send you home without a phone number. T-Mobile, it's the place where dreams go to die. Good commercial. Are you familiar with the cult of Keanu? No. Do you know who I'm talking about? Keanu Reeves. Yeah, exactly. Of course. There's a whole cult built up around him as a person.
1: Why? Why is he so amazing? Why does he deserve his own following?
0: It's such a good question.
1: <laughs> Do you hear that?
0: Yeah. What is that? I don't know. It sounded like something scurrying. I don't know where it's coming from. Shit. walls it could be i mean it could be like in that closet there i just hope it's not coming from in there Ew! (gasps) it's new york baby vermin (laughs) vermin they exist even even in your beautiful co-ops yeah those palmetto bugs scare me they're they call them palmetto bugs because they're from florida And it makes them sound like they're, you know, oh, palmetto, that sounds sweet. But basically, they're just gigantic cockroaches. And they're fucking terrifying. How did they get all the way here? Somebody probably took one in their suitcase. Dumbass. They're like, oh, yeah, let's become New Yorkers now. Yeah, actually, um... Our neighbor, who's a broker, sent me something. It was a quote from one of the hedge fund guys who had moved to Florida. And uh, he was planning on moving back to New York. Because, you know, there had been, of course, during the pandemic, like this big flurry of people. We're moving to Florida. So he said, the problem with moving to Florida is you have to live in Florida. So he said he was coming back to New York. Come on, bring your tax money. We're waiting for you. Andrew Cuomo Did he do it? What is this about? (laughs) Supposedly all these women said he acted inappropriately with them. It's everything from like almost nothing, like some kind of comment on Mm -hmm. clothes or makeup to like actual touching. It's a it's a gamut. And there's, I think, six women and... You know, I don't know why anyone is surprised. Probably. Probably. Look at his face. Oh. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like you said, like, look at him because... You know, he's brothers with Chris Cuomo, who's the anchor from CNN. And like genetically, like Chris Cuomo is so much better looking. Like he obviously got more of the parents good looking genes than Andrew Cuomo did. Yeah. But that's why one of them's on TV. And the other one's a dirty politician. Allegedly. Allegedly.
1: He probably did it.
0: I just, I don't know why we're surprised at this point. Why are we surprised? It doesn't matter what party they're in. Male politicians are still males. Yeah. That doesn't matter if they're progressives like Al Franken or douches like Donald Trump. It doesn't matter. They're all the same. They're all skeezy. I mean... I gotta give credit to Obama. Like I don't know of any skeezy thing he did. He's like American royalty. But other than him, I like I think everybody else is skeevy. I mean, all all male politicians love power, and part of the the thing that they love is power over all people, not just men, but women too, obviously. Mm -hmm. And the way that that asserts itself is, you know, through through this demeaning behavior, basically. And how demeaning it is, you know, just depends on your perspective on it. Yeah. Because this stuff about like, oh, your makeup looks so good, or I love that outfit, or are you going out for a date? Like, that is so typical, like, 50-year-old man plus conversation. I mean, that's just not weird at all that's just standard it's how 50 year old men give compliments (laughs) exactly it exactly but that that's a far cry from you know putting your hand on someone that's totally different allegedly allegedly yeah (laughs) so (laughs) but anyway part of why I wanted to talk about the cult of Keanu is actually because of this concept of masculinity so after I got out of the 10th circle of hell at T-Mobile and came home, I just turned on the TV because I needed to space out, decompress. And HBO was airing Point Break, which, have you seen that? No. Classic. (laughs) Classic movie. Patrick Swayze is amazing. Keanu Reeves plays an FBI agent who has to infiltrate, undercover, A group of bank robbing surfer dudes. For real, that is the premise of this movie. And he finds like that spending time with them makes him feel free. So he actually admires these guys and he can't bring them in because it's like they're his buds. But ultimately he has to because, you know, they kill people and then, you know, he has no choice. But um, the it's, it's such an interesting movie from a masculinity perspective because, uh, Keanu's this tough FBI guy, but the surfer dudes are all like about freedom and like spirit and of course making that sexy. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I would say cult of Keanu probably starts around then. Um, and then just no pun intended, accelerates with the movie Speed with Sandra Bullock. I don't know if you ever saw that. Okay. The phone. Good evening to you. This is LJ's sister on the phone. She's going to say hi to everybody.
1: Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for having me on. I love you guys
0: aww she's so sweet we love you
1: <laughs> alright I'm gonna hop off and I'll let you guys get back to it
0: are you sure you don't want to be on the podcast some more
1: no I'm good I'm good <laughs>
0: I'm,
1: I, I don't want to bore everybody
0: <laughs> what do you think of Keanu Reeves yeah what do you think of Keanu Reeves that's what we're talking about
1: Wow, um, that's a loaded question he's a, he's a cool guy and the Matrix was great
0: I never saw the Matrix me either
1: we got to watch it and talk about it.
0: Isn't that weird? Like, everyone has seen that.
1: How do you comment on him if you haven't seen it?
0: I'm talking about Point Break Keanu, Speed Keanu, that Keanu.
1: Okay. All right. Well, that's my two cents. I'll talk to you guys later.
0: Love you.
1: Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye. Have fun. Thanks. Yeah, we should probably watch The Matrix and commentate on it
0: we really should yeah yeah because we're like probably like two of the only people in america who never saw that movie yeah yeah no i never saw that movie and i know keanu was in it so it's strange that i haven't seen it because i do love keanu i'm like totally in love with keanu I'm, and i know i'm not the only one there's like nothing special about what i'm saying but he's so cool and like as a as a 20 whatever year old just like a stone cold fox <laughs> absolutely just gorgeous
1: the dark hair the pale skin yeah
0: actually it's funny i should i don't know if your sister remembers this well she definitely does remember it happening but i don't know if i ever told her about it when she was a newborn i actually took her like in in the baby bjorn like the swaddle thing into the movies to see the movie speed with keanu <laughs> And I used to just, I used to pretend I was her after that movie, like talking about watching the movie with me saying, Keanu, Keanu. (laughs) Yeah. was deep. Yeah. So I was like a new mom, like sitting in the dark movie theater, letting my baby (laughs) sleep on my chest and, and just watching Keanu kick ass.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe that's why he has such a special place in my heart. Probably. Yeah, it's really connected to your history. Well, what I noticed from the movie, uh, Point Break, was at the end of the movie, he he throws his badge into the water because he decides you know, he's not going to be a cop anymore. And I immediately flashed on this image of Clint Eastwood in Dirty Harry, mm-hmm. who does the exact same thing at yeah. the end of the movie. And the movies are about like 20 years apart. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah. Um, so, of course, I watched Dirty Harry after that because I wanted to watch the whole thing. Oh, my God, that movie is so racist and sexist. It was so racist and sexist. It's <laughs> unbelievable that that was 1971. I can't even believe that, that it was okay. It's mm. crazy. But the funny thing is Point Break, also super sexist. Yeah. And a woman directed it, Catherine Bigelow. So I don't know why, but yeah, they release they release the the female girlfriend hostage yeah. and she runs into Keanu's arms and she's literally wearing almost nothing. I saw that. So ridiculous. <laughs> they had to kidnap her in her chemise. She was like not wearing PJs that night, right? <laughs> Come on. Come on, Catherine Bigelow. <laughs> you could have done better. The other thing that happened during Point Break is one of the characters, they're going skydiving, and one of the characters says, See in hell, Johnny. And that totally reminded me of The Hateful Eight, the Quarantino, uh, Quarantino, the Quentin Tarantino movie. Um, because the female character, Jennifer Jason Lee, says to the guy who's the bounty hunter who's... Um, you know captured her she goes she poisons him and she looks at him when when he realizes he drank the poison and she goes see you in hell john same line. Oh, wow. Yeah, same line, pretty much. So it's like all these movies, and that was twenty five years after mm-hmm. Point Break. So it's like all these movies just borrow all of these tropes from each other and and not saying it actually bothers me. I kind of like it actually. It's like a cool thread that that runs through the history of film. I, I like it. <laughs> I like that too, finding the thread. Yeah, in all films. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's in music too. Like whenever you hear music, I mean, it's even more in your face today because of sampling. Yeah. But even before sampling, I mean, you would hear a tune and you would say, oh, gosh, that reminds me so much of this other song, you know, because... And then you listen
1: to that song. And
0: then you listen to that song. And of course, Spotify is so cool for that because now we just... You know, we just plug in the song. We could just listen to any song anytime. I mean, that was always the dream. Like when I was a teenager, we would listen to the radio and we would hit our tape recorders really fast so that we can record songs off the radio and have them forever. Yeah. I mean, Spotify is like the answer to my generation's dreams is just any song at your fingertips at any time. It's amazing. I wish I never sold that stock I was such an idiot for doing so. And I, I always tell everybody, buy and hold, never sell. And I, I didn't take my own advice. Yeah. So, duh.
1: I told you it was going to be good.
0: You were 100% right. I remember asking you about it in college. I'm like, what do you think of this Spotify? And you're like, yeah, I like it. I like it. Man. <laughs> I made some money on it and I couldn't, I couldn't take the ride. It was giving me anxiety watching it go up and down. I was like, oh, okay, I made some money. I'm just going to get out. Damn. How
1: much is it now?
0: I, I honestly don't even want to know. Oh. I don't want to know. <laughs> I, it's just so much higher than when I bought it. Okay. Killing me. Yeah. Yeah, there's a fun game you can
1: play with any kind of media. It's mm. like watching a movie and then seeing a reference to another movie and then watching that movie after. And you never run out of films to watch. That's true. Yeah. Like I was watching Amelie. Mm, Yeah. Amelie?
0: Emily? Amelie? (laughs) Amelie? Who knows? I know the movie you're talking about. The French film with the cute girl. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like that movie. Oh, really? No. Did you? Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Too cute for me. Too cutesy. Yeah. Too
1: kitschy. But go on. Um, But yeah, there's a Zorro reference. So then after that... Watch Zorro. Did you really? Mm-hmm. But old Zorro? <laughs>
0: yeah. And it was so hokey. Wait, how old was it? Like black and white Zorro? No, it, it was in color. Okay, so that's new Zorro. Because the original Zorro's from, like, black and white era. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> like seriously black and white like i'm thinking like 30s 1930s i'm trying to think of the actor who played zorro he's like one of the the first movies ever yeah no i'm not i think so (laughs) yeah no seriously metropolis
1: oh metropolis they made metropolis and then they made zorro
0: (laughs) i don't think metropolis was first i think the landing on the moon yes it's called like voyage to the moon or something like that i mean it's very short it's not like what we think of as film, like Metropolis, was much longer. Um, Maybe Metropolis was the first feature-length that film. That might that might be true. Yeah, that's hard to watch. Honestly, I find it very hard to watch. Well, yeah, it's the first movie. Yeah, but I don't know if that's I don't know if that's the explanation in and of itself. <laughs> you know, we've we've gone to the film forum and and seen like old um, Charlie Chaplin movies. I don't think so. Oh, and that might've been dad. That's what I miss about the film forum in the pandemic. The film forum has been closed. And to me, it's my favorite movie theater in New York. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's what I miss is I would go there and I would see like a Charlie Chaplin film or I'd watch Casablanca or I would see a brand new film from Mexico that just blew my doors off. Right? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't always hit at film forum. I've seen some misses there too. Um, but dang, what a great experience. Send us your questions and comments to info at askjumama.com. We want to hear from you. Send them in. Until next time. Mazel.